0: This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 161 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Shavon Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, guys. Before I get going, first, I wanted to tell you a story that I'm supposed to be in my office working and seeing patients right now. It's Monday afternoon and that's when I'm always in my office. And so I showed up, had my little huddle with my practice partners and then sat down thinking I'm probably already behind. And guess what? Nobody was booked they had missed booking me for today. It's like a magic rainbow unicorn fairy godmother came down and smiled upon me this Monday afternoon. And that means I had time to do some stuff that I hadn't gotten around to doing or it would be far more exciting. I know if I went and did something just totally for myself in this free time. But this week is a week that's particularly busy right now. And we're going away on Friday. And so I was already thinking, when am I going to get time to record this podcast and things like that? And guess what? I have time to record it now. So I figured I'll sit down and give myself the gift of getting the podcast and some of the things I need to record when the house is a bit quieter done for you guys. And then that's going to make the rest of my week better. But when was the last time you had one of these magic afternoons? They don't happen very often, but man, when they do, how awesome are they? (laughs) My staff was apologizing. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Don't apologize. This is Fantastic. You made my whole week. All right. Now, when you're listening to this, there are only a couple days left in my Black Friday special. So I have opened up the doors to Stress Eating SOS for a special opening for Black Friday. So not only am I opening it up when I hadn't been planning on, so you can get in before the holidays. So because I know how December goes, right? I know that often you have good intentions at the beginning of December and then Life gets in your way, the holidays get in the way and it is so easy to finish December heavier than when you started, feeling more out of control with your weight, feeling further from your goals and then starting January with that sense of feeling frustrated and that you have to kind of put in work to undo the damage that December did before you can actually start getting traction on your goals again. And if you want this year to be different, then That's why I'm here. That's why I'm opening the doors to stress eating SOS. So you can have support through the holidays. Now that doesn't mean you join and I tell you you're not allowed to eat anything over the holidays. Not true at all. What we do over the holidays, what our approach is figuring out what's actually important for you to eat and then also and when I say that I mean like you know the things that actually matter to us where it's like tradition it's got memories associated with it the ones that are important to us and figuring out how do we focus on really enjoying those food situations that we want to enjoy but not necessarily going on the other side where all of the food that gets presented to us we end up eating and overeating on and it's a bit of a balance plus what we really work on is factoring in self-care over the holidays, because partly why eating gets out of control over the holidays is the lack of self-care, because we get so busy focused on the holidays and doing things for the holiday season, doing all the extra social activities that are there that aren't usually in our schedule, you know, dealing with extra things for the kids, all that stuff. And it takes away from self-care. And then when you're lacking that self-care, it's very easy to end up overeating. So That's why I'm opening the doors right now because I want you to have help if you want help. I'm here if you are a physician and you want help feeling in control of your eating while still enjoying the holidays, come check out Stress Eating SOS. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. Plus, if you join right now, there's a whole host of extra bonuses. So when you join Stress Eating SOS, there's a lot of extra bonuses anyways. They're all on the registration page, but I try to pack it with exactly what I think you need. You don't have to do it all, but it's there for you for what you need in the moment, including like guest coaches on all different topics that aren't directly weight related, but they definitely influence your weight, like getting your notes done. How do you actually do that? We have Sarah Smith, who's a fantastic coach. She's been on this podcast coaching on that burnout. How do you deal with burnout so that then you can focus on your weight? Dr. Anna Blake comes and coaches on that. Amazing physician coaches. And that's just some of the bonuses. And then for Black Friday, there's extra bonuses on top, including two weeks of extra program. So the 12-week program becomes 14 at no additional cost to you. So lots and lots of bonuses, the best time of the year, this is the best deal of the year to join Stress Eating SOS and you have until midnight on November 30th to join. So weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash SOS. Okay, today what we're talking about is we're talking about the essential weight loss tools or weight loss skills that nobody talks about. So what is it that is actually needed to lose weight from a skill perspective that you aren't being taught? And I wanted to bring it all together into one podcast to help you understand why weight loss sometimes feels hard, why sticking to a diet feels hard, because these skills often need refinement or you need to learn them and they've never been discussed before That's why I wanted to start this conversation. So I was thinking for a story of how this has changed in my own life, like definitely back when I was trying to lose weight in university, med school, all that, I was really focused on just finding a diet. I just felt there was a diet and I just needed to follow it. And then I didn't follow the diet. (laughs) I would follow it for a bit of time, but then would struggle would start eating things that weren't on the diet, start overeating, and I didn't know why. So what did I do? Well, I blamed myself, right? I think a lot of you listening probably have done the same thing when you have had difficulties following a diet, Is you end up blaming yourself. You end up beating yourself up for the fact that you didn't follow the diet. And your brain views it as if you could only follow that diet, you would have no weight issues. You would lose the weight, everything would be fine. And so the fact that you're not able to follow the diet must mean something's wrong. What I didn't realize when I was in this and what I imagine a lot of you don't realize and why I wanted to record this podcast episode is it's not a problem with following the diet. It's that following a diet, and I'm using the word diet, but i much prefer to talk about like a way of eating just because diet has all those feelings associated with it. But I'm using it just because it's, the word that you probably are going to most relate to in your own history, in your own experience. So if you don't like that word, pardon me. <laughs> we won't use it a lot, I promise. But following a diet sounds so simple, and yet it's actually a really complex task. And within that task, there's a whole lot of skills. So when you can't follow a diet, it's not an issue that you're just not doing something right. It's that there's other skills that you need to learn so that you can then follow whichever diet, whichever way of eating you decide that you want to, and you can do it consistently. There's a lot of these skills that honestly, probably the more I do this work, the more skills I see as influencing how easy it is to be consistent with your eating and follow your diet or your way of eating. And, you know, I remember thinking, I started to figure this out a little bit, But like, I didn't have all the words and the understanding of it back then. But I remember thinking, I need to fix my brain around food. I need to understand why my brain behaves the way it does around food. And I tried to find that and I couldn't. And this was as a practicing physician. I tried to find conferences that would teach me that and I couldn't. And that's really where ultimately the coaching skills filled this kind of gap, the skill gap in my own weight loss where I was like, "Oh, this is why my eating is this way. This is why it's hard for me to follow my eating plan." And more importantly, what these skills did was taught me and this is what I do about it. And I can't tell you how empowering that feeling of like, "Oh, Now I get it. Now I know what I need to be trying to do in this situation. Instead of just thinking, I just need to follow this diet, it became more about the individual smaller skills. I had smaller things to focus on. And that was really, really empowering. So I was thinking about this like, what is an analogy for this? And the one that I came up with was intubation. So if you think about the first time you had to intubate a patient, And you got told the basic steps, right? Like how to hold the laryngoscope, I can't even say it today, and you know, where to point it and things like that. You got told the basics, told what you're looking for. But those first times of intubating, how well did they go, right? Like I remember sweating buckets and not seeing what I was told I should be seeing and not knowing how to problem solve it. And of course, those first few times, your preceptor ends up pushing you out of the way and doing it for you, right? This was definitely not to age myself, but before GlideScopes were readily available. But then as an emergency physician, I remember like being intimidated by intubations and kind of, you know, not really wanting to do intubations. And then I did courses on intubations and I learned whole other skill sets about them. There was all these other skills that I hadn't actually learned. I'd learned the basics, but it was these other skills that then made it possible for me to do the basics more proficiently. So things like how you position the patient, how you position yourself relative to the patient, how you manage your induction with your medications, how you stay calm if you don't see the cords right away, and how do you problem solve that if you don't see the cords right away, what your rescue options are. And what multiple different rescue options are if you can't intubate. Those are just a few, right? Like anybody who does intubations knows there's way more to it than that. But those are the ones I could brainstorm. So all those little skills, as you learn them, they then make the overall sort of umbrella task easier to do and less intimidating. And you develop confidence But without understanding all the little skills, it's really hard to be confident in the big umbrella task. It's almost like you're trying to navigate blind. And related to weight loss, I think that's how a lot of us have approached our weight losses. We're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just supposed to be eating low carb or whatever way you're wanting to eat. But then there's this big gap of, but how do I actually do that? And so then we keep trying to just do it without understanding all the skills that we need to focus on, without having those step-by-step little spots to look. And that's honestly what I do with my coaching and inside stress eating. As so as my coaching program, it's about figuring out all those little skills and working on them and adjusting them and shifting them. And that's when the sticking to your diet or being consistent with your eating so that you then start to lose weight and reach your goals That's when that starts to be easy, is when you've worked on all the other little skills that are underneath it. So, what sort of skills would those be? Well, I think like there's skills that answer these questions. If you've ever been trying to follow a diet and thinking to yourself, like, people are like, just eat this. I remember I've talked about this on the podcast, but I remember I, I hired a coach like years and years ago. Because like I said, I just wanted somebody to help me figure out what to do with my brain related to the Wendy's French fry issue that I talk about a lot. Because I couldn't figure out why I could not just not eat the French fries. And she told me an incredibly useful piece of advice, which I say with tongue in cheek, of just don't eat them. When your brain really wants to, just don't. I'm like, all right. (laughs) All right. If I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be paying you a significant amount of money to try and teach me how to do that. It was so unhelpful because now I know how to just not eat them when my brain tells me I should. But it was not as simple as just don't eat them. It took understanding how you actually just not eat them. That's not a sentence I know, guys. But (laughs) it took understanding how you did that. And I had to learn those things before I could get to the point of just not eating them. So if you've ever asked yourself, when people say, just follow this diet, you'll be great. You'll lose all your weight. Just follow the diet. And you think, how do I do that when I want to eat something else? (laughs) I don't want to eat the diet food when I don't want to eat the low carb food. How do I do that? How do I do that when other people are eating other things around me? How do I do that when I'm sleep deprived? When I've been on call and I haven't slept and I might not sleep tonight And all I want are the carbohydrates. How do I do that when I'm stressed and I'm worried and I'm feeling behind and I'm feeling like a hamster on a hamster wheel every day of my life? How do I then follow a diet? How do I follow that diet when I just don't care? When I find it hard to care in the moment about what I'm eating? How do I follow that diet when I have intense food cravings that feel like I have no choice but to eat according to them? And how do I follow the diet when it seems like the diet isn't working? All really good questions, and all questions, I bet you have had at least some of those, if not all of those, come up in your own weight loss experience. So, how do you do it? Well, you learn some other skills. You look at the bigger picture of the skill sets that's needed to eat consistently to reach a big weight loss goal and then keep it off, right? Because we're always talking not about just how to lose weight, but what we're talking about is how do you lose weight and keep it off? So, What you do is you need skills that often aren't talked about. Some of these, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, some of these are going to sound familiar to you, but I think it'll be helpful to have them all in one place. If you're new to the podcast, this will be a good little summary episode and you can go back and listen to other old episodes to get even more detail about some of these other topics. And like I said, this is what I do inside Stress Eating SOS. So I'm going to give you the overview. but. I could talk like for hours on each one of these topics, so I can't cover them in depth in the podcast. But if these resonate with you and you're like, I need help knowing how to do that, I want to know how to actually have the skills to consistently follow my healthy eating that I want to do. And you're a physician, then Stress Eating SOS is the perfect place to come get that help. Let's talk about the skills. This is by no means... An completely inclusive list. So there are other skills. These are the top ones that I could brainstorm today. But if you've identified other ones in your own weight loss journey, fantastic. Those would be included too. If there's anything that you think learning how to do it better can make it easier for you to stay consistent with your eating, then fantastic. Focus on that and learn that and prioritize that. And I would say prioritizing These skills, even a little bit above like just trying to follow the diet, will probably get you further because by prioritizing these skills, the energy needed to just try to follow the diet will be way lower, way less willpower, way less struggle, way less effort with it. So skill number one is how do you care when you don't care? So if you hear your brain whispering to you, I just don't care right now. I'll try and care tomorrow, but right now I don't care what I would view this as the skill that's needed here is reframing it. So what your brain is telling you is something is going on that makes the why of your weight loss insignificant compared to what your brain is dealing with in the moment. And the way our brains work is short-term things are always prioritized by the more primitive part of our brain versus long-term things. So in the moment when you're kind of reactionary, The short term comfort or discomfort, avoidance of discomfort is going to be prioritized. It's going to be used more. So what you want to do is reframe is when your brain's saying, I don't care, it doesn't mean hang on harder with your eating. You can, but I think what it means is a real compassionate discussion with yourself about what's going on and what do you really need? Because your brain is looking to food in this situation to solve something, and I can guarantee it's something that food doesn't solve. And you can use food, you can make the decision to use food in the moment, but then you also need to look at it and go, okay, the food isn't actually going to fix anything long-term, so what else do I need? What else do I need to be doing? You can even have this conversation with yourself while you eat, that's totally fine. Like if you feel, I just want to eat right now and I don't care, go ahead and eat in this moment, but do yourself the favor and have the skill of having a discussion with yourself, not berating yourself for eating, but going, okay, here I am, I'm eating this food again, I had a really strong craving, I felt like I just didn't care, so what do I really need? What is it that my brain is trying to fix with this food? Why don't I care? Just ask yourself those questions in a kind way and see what comes up. And so the skill is the reframing of not just buying, I don't care, but noticing that kind of I don't care is a cry for help, is how I would think about it. Number two, skill of saying no to food. We've been taught to say no to food the wrong way. (laughs) You've been taught to say no to food at the expense of yourself with a lot of effort, with a lot of restriction and deprivation. So it's a skill to learn how to choose to not eat without being restricted, without feeling deprived, without using a ton of willpower, letting it be a drama-free decision where you just choose not to eat in that moment. That's very different from how we've been taught to say no to food, right? We've been taught to say no to food by going, I really want to eat that food, but I'm not allowed, so I can't, so I won't, but I really want it, but I can't, so I won't. And it's that tug of war that's in your head. This skill, and I really believe this is an important skill when you want to lose weight for good, is you have to know how to say no to food without exerting a ton of energy to do so. And that's a skill that takes a bit of practice. But if you can believe that it's possible, that's going to get you a good portion of the way there. Just believing that you could be somebody who says no to food and you're totally fine with it. You could be somebody who knows that they could eat anything at any time, but right now you're choosing to just say no to that food at that particular time. Play around with this one. See what it would take for you to say no to food without being bothered by it. Like I said, this one might take practice because there's a lot of training that's kind of deeply ingrained with it. Number three is owning power in your food decisions. And so I've referenced this already, but knowing that any food decision is your choice and that any choice is okay actually gets you really further along in your weight loss journey. We've been taught, again, opposite. We've been taught sometimes food choices are out of our control. Sometimes they're not in our power. We've been taught that some food choices are wrong, that we should never do and we're bad if we do them or that the food is bad all of these are really disempowering and it doesn't feel good. And if you want to consistently follow an eating plan, you're going to have to feel good following that eating plan. And I mean like mentally good. You need to feel empowered about the choices you're making to follow that eating plan. And the first step is owning your power. And so deciding that anything you eat is your choice. That you're choosing to eat and that you are allowed as an adult to make any food choices you want. I know sometimes people worry that they're going to go off the rails if they believe that. but It doesn't work that way. Owning your own power, feeling empowered about your food choices means maybe in this moment you might make a food choice that doesn't help you towards your goals, but you're far more likely in the next moment to make a food choice that does compared to if you really just beat yourself up or tell yourself you're so out of control because you ate this food. All of those things perpetuate more eating. So, owning your own power is a really, really vital skill. Self care, number four. Self-care. Does anybody listening to this wish I'd stop talking about self-care so much? (laughs) If that's you, you probably need some self-care. Because the reason why I bring it up so much is, honestly, a lot of the overeating that we as physicians do, a lot of the times we feel out of control around food and feel so frustrated about it is because we don't give ourselves any opportunity for what we need as individuals. We do everything for what everybody else needs but we don't give ourselves opportunity for what we need. And that's self-care. So self-care can look so many different ways. Doesn't have to be what you picture the Instagram version of self-care is. It can be just honoring you as a human, you as an individual. What do you actually need in this moment? When you're thinking about what everybody else needs, what the kids need, what dinner's gonna be, our lunch is packed, like all those things, giving yourself a seat at that table to go, but what do I need? That's self-care. And what you decide to do about that may look different for every single person, but giving yourself that seat at the table to acknowledge your needs and prioritize them at least at the same level as everybody else's needs around you, that helps with weight loss. That helps you be more consistent in your eating. It's huge. We resist it. (laughs) We resist it because there's this feeling that if we do self-care, it takes away from other people around us. And so we should feel guilty if we're taking time for ourselves. That's just not true, guys. It doesn't work that way. I talked about that last week in the time episode about finding time for weight loss, that self-care often creates time. Taking a bit of time out for yourself makes you more efficient with some of the other things you do. And so it often actually creates time. It doesn't usually turn out that it takes away from other people. And, you know, it probably makes you show up in those relationships like with the family, with patients in a more enjoyable way where you can show up more present because you've gotten what you need as a human being. Number five, experiencing emotion without eating. So we have a whole module on this inside Stress Eating SOS because this is a skill we were not taught. And actually as physicians, we were taught the opposite. We were taught to not experience emotion, right? Again, I've talked about this before, but we experience Really stressful, really emotionally intense things as part of our normal day. And what we've been trained to do, and what we probably need to do as physicians, is push that emotion down and move on. We can't stay in those intense emotions because then it's really hard to go see the next patient and do what needs to be done. We have to stay objective, right? And that means not experiencing the emotions, not having quite the same human experience. And so we've been taught to do that. But the problem is, is it overflows into our personal life too. And honestly, nobody's taught to experience their emotions. Like if you think when you were a kid and you were crying, what were you told? Stop crying. Don't be angry. Don't be upset. You should be happy. Here, have a snack because you're sad, right? Like there's all this messaging that we received as kids that tells us Don't experience your emotions. Don't feel your emotions. And also taught us food helps. So of course you feel that. So the skill that you need to learn if you want to lose weight is how do you experience the emotions? How do you sit in that human experience of having emotions, give yourself permission to experience them and know that nothing's going to go wrong without eating? Because here's the thing, the eating doesn't actually get rid of the emotion. It kind of maybe numbs them briefly. It's like a stopgap but the emotion's still there after you finish eating. So a skill to follow your way of eating consistently to reach weight loss goals is you have to know how to feel emotions. And like I said, this is important enough that I have a whole module in it and a whole guided meditation inside stress eating SOS on this one. Then the final one that I wrote down for today, number six is belief without evidence. I think this one's really important and I like this one because We're taught, and our brain really wants evidence before it believes. So it wants to know that what you want to do is possible so it can then believe in you doing it. However, a lot of what you want to do, you don't have evidence for. And if we're talking about weight loss, and especially if you want to lose a lot of weight and you want to keep it off, you may not actually have evidence in your life that you can do that. So a skill is believing before you have the evidence. Practicing believing first so that then you start creating the evidence which then supports your beliefs instead of waiting for evidence to support a new belief. Because the problem is if you're waiting for evidence, if you feel you can't believe until you have evidence, what will happen is you just, you won't have progress. You won't get enough progress to get that evidence because you don't believe it's possible. You have to believe it's possible in order to take the actions that are going to get you the evidence that you're wanting. Plus, you know what? If you think you need evidence in order to believe, you're not going to actually see the evidence when it comes. Our brains are really biased on how they view the world. And so if our beliefs are that I might not be able to do this, or I always regain my weight, your brain will find you evidence for that. It's not going to look for evidence for the opposite of, like, maybe this time it's different, unless you practice believing it. So if you change your belief to, this time it's different. I have different skills. Then what your brain's going to do is go to work finding the evidence to support that new belief, but it won't support the new belief if the new belief doesn't exist or if you don't practice a new belief. In weight loss and in all big goals, you have to believe before you have the evidence. Super important. Okay, covered a bunch. And like I said, there's tons more I could talk about. This is such a fun topic. For me, there's so much here but I don't want to overwhelm you either. So I'm going to summarize the ones we've talked about and these are good places for you to start and kind of, again, compassionately ask yourself, is this an area where I need more work? Is this a skill where I have a bit of a skill gap? And if I focused here, it might help me get to my weight loss goals. So number one is figuring out how to care when you don't care. Reframing that to be like a alert that something's going on. Number two, how do you say no to food? without it always being a struggle, without always having to exert energy doing it. Number three, owning your power in your food choices. Deciding that you as an adult get to choose what you eat and that you're always the one choosing so that you approach any food choice from the place of empowerment. Number four, self-care. Bringing your needs and priorities and letting them have a seat at the same table as everybody else's. I honestly think you could make your needs a little higher in order to be a caregiver for everybody else, but maybe that's a stretch for you. So if you at least say my needs can be at the same level as everybody else's needs, that's gonna get you a long way too. Number five, experiencing feelings without eating. Giving yourself the permission as a human being to learn how to just feel your feelings. Learn that they won't hurt you because at first they can feel really scary if you don't have experience feeling them and the way you learn that it's okay to feel them is by feeling them and having that practice. And then number 6, learning how to believe when you don't have evidence yet. Practicing believing when you don't have evidence. Practicing believing when maybe you even have a lot of evidence to the contrary. It's huge. It's why on my mugs that I've given out to some of my as like prizes and stuff, they say believe. They've got one word on them, believe, because if you can believe That is going to take you so far. And every time you struggle, check in with yourself about, are you still believing? Chances are you're not. When you're struggling, you've probably separated from that belief. So believing even without evidence, believing even in the face of evidence of the opposite is super, super important. Okay, I hope that those were helpful for you guys. I hope that there's some of those skills in there that you feel you can work on and you feel will be helpful in your own weight loss journey. And remember. If you are wanting more help with this, like this, if some of these feel overwhelming and you're like, I don't even know how I would do that, then come join Stress Eating SOS because that is what we do inside it. I walk you through it. I help point out where these skills are needed and help you figure out how to do them. And you have a couple of days left to get the best deal of the year. So for physicians.ca forward slash SOS. We'll see you there. Bye-bye.